This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Right, it, well, it might well be the biggest tournament on earth taking place at the moment. So, obviously, it'd be remiss of us here at Shrimpnet not to be obviously discussing the penalty defeat to Lincoln and the Papa John's trophy, which we were all disappointed with. Uh, but so, thanks for listening to us. Uh, joining us this week, uh, I'm very excited to say, at Trust Towers to chat all things <laughs> shrimpy uh, with Joel and myself. I'm delighted to say, we welcome the thinking woman's favourite boardroom pin-up, uh, the fragrant and sharply dressed James Wakefield. James, welcome along. Good evening, David. Thank you. It's not an evening when they're listening to this, but we can say we're recording this while watching the second half of Brazil versus Serbia. Absolutely. Which has been, which has been a little bit dull, gentlemen, but there we go. Uh, also joining us, uh, dressing room, our uh, dressing room confidant this week, uh, is our top-scoring loanee, Jensen Weir. Welcome along, Jensen. Thank you for having me. That, thank you for coming on. Thank you for agreeing to it. We'll start yes. as we need to go on. It's been an exciting week. Let's go to Lincoln, then let's come back and let's go to Lincoln again. <coughs> uh, we'll start with the uh, the 2-1 defeat on Saturday, uh, which was, well, uh, frustrating and annoying in equal parts, Joel. <laughs> yeah, I remember... On the way, kind of in the lead up to the game, speaking to Lincoln fans, and the impression they gave was that they're quite—they're not that great at breaking teams down, but but they're they're quite good at being quite hard to break down themselves. So them getting that early goal really played into that. I felt that really played into their kind of game plan for them. They it meant they could just sit back and be hard to break down, maybe put on the break a bit. Uh, so yeah, losing that early goal was was a bit of a big one, really. But I think you got the same fairness to Lincoln. I think you could tell that I think the man it felt like their manager had definitely said to them, "Go out, start fast, try and get that early lead, so we have someone to sit back on." Because they did start really, really fast. Now in those first kind of 10, 15 minutes, they they were really aggressive. They were they were pushing hard in our half. To be honest, not too not too dissimilar to how we play uh, to how things panned out when we played them last season to be honest at their place but uh yeah I thought they did start impressively I don't know if that kind of caught us out a little bit but yeah they they you know it was impressive how they started and while the goal itself is kind of lucky really isn't it it's a free kick it's not it doesn't look like it's really going to trouble Ripley too much I think it takes a deflection of the wall then kind of goes inside and takes a deflection of somebody who's running into the box so you know it's just uh you do curse your look a little bit when things like that happen. At the same time, they put the pressure on Lincoln. They were getting the ball up in our final third a lot. So you do have to give credit to them. And then from then on, it was just it was kind of a case of us trying to break them down. And I think the tricky thing is we that's not something we've really had to do very much this season. You know, <laughs> we're we're usually the team playing on the counter a bit more. So I think the team did try, I think they did well to kind of try and work some openings. There was a few moments, but it, it was always going to be tough and fair play Lincoln. They, they did defend well, get the uh, 
get that second goal on the break. Well, not quite on the break, but, you know, when we committed a few more numbers forward and, yeah, it just kind of killed the game a little bit, really. And obviously, great strike from Jensen, uh, you know, left foot again. So, yeah, it's going to pull this back in. At this, but, yeah, it's not been quite enough in the end. And I think we saw how resilient their defence can be, Lincoln, when... We had that little stop it period in stoppage time when we were just lump, uh, like peppering their box with balls and everything was just coming straight back out. And yeah, they were just very hard to break down. I think um, it is worth mentioning, obviously. Uh, we had a nice little nice little move. Uh, Kieran Phillips, obviously, hit, hit, hit the post. Uh, that was a really nice move. Uh, Cole did his traditional 35-yarder, which hit the post. <laughs> Uh, and I also I think it's worth mentioning that that because we 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 had more of the ball, you're quite right, Joel, and I thought we used it quite well. I, I thought the returning Jake Taylor, along with Jensen and along along with Liam, uh, we kept the ball pretty well and used the width quite well. But I could see why he he, he swapped it and brought Arthur and uh, and Cole on for the second half. Uh, and to a certain extent, it did work, didn't it? But yeah, sometimes you, you know the, it, there is. <laughs> And our old managers have all said the same things. And they're right. It's fine margins. It's literally three inches either way. And all of a sudden, either of those, the, the posts go in. Um, the save by Connor Ripley for their second goal, if it goes <laughs> a, a foot either side of that guy, he's not tapping it in. But it went straight to him and he tapped it in. And I just think, I, I was sort of sat watching it, cursing, saying, well, when, when are we going to get, you know, our luck has got to change sometime. And it is just that look. I thought we did enough to at least get a point. James? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think Lincoln did a bit of a more come on us, to be fair. You know, they, they got the goal and then they, they, they defended really well. And, and we did create chances, but we, we can't sort of, you know, claim we deserve the three points when we play that way. And then, you know, claim that the other team doesn't when they play that way. Um <laughs> I think I think we you know it, it was it was a decent game of football. It, you know it, it's, it's good to see that we can play a different way. And you're right, fine margins. It could have been two one one way or the other very very easily. Um, I, this isn't something that I've thought of. It's something I've stolen off Tom. But um, I've got to ask Jensen, which is your best foot? Because oh, we can't work it out. You ruined it. That's the question. <laughs> Like you know, like honestly, against Bristol, you you shove it in the top corner with your right foot, and that that shot the other day was was an absolute stunner. I'm sounding like a fanboy now, but I am being a fan now. Uh, it was a, you, it was a beaut. You've completely ruined it now. Completely. Sorry, <laughs> you didn't tell me that before. Which is your best foot? Uh, no, I'm right-footed. I am right-footed, but, but to be was, fair, the one was, you've done it twice. That was an absolute beaut. I know. To be fair, go like. Just generally, and I can shoot. I know I can shoot off right, and left's never as good as my right. But to be fair, I've caught a few quite well. And if you hit the target, then it's up to the keeper to make a save, isn't it? So well, that's one but, way. Um, True. Yeah. In credit to you, you didn't just hit the target. They were both right in the bottom corner. Yeah. <laughs> in the bottom corner from twenty-two yards. Literally popped it in the corner. It's lovely. Anyway, the fanboy aside, it could easily have been two-one either way. Um, I thought it was a better game of football than some people thought. Um, and I was watching it. Yeah. I, I was watching it on TV. I wasn't able to get there. So I was seeing it in, you know, glorious Technicolor with the bigger perspective that you get from watching it on TV. Um, could easily have been 2 1 either way. The, the big thing for me is we're not getting humped by anybody anymore. We're playing, we're playing well. We're competing in every game in the league. And 
that's the most important thing for me. Well, James, if you listened, if you watched on iFollow as I did and listened to the commentary, I listened to the Lincoln commentary and they were very, very, very complimentary. Very complimentary. Yeah. Uh, they said that w- this was a better Morecambe team than we expected. We kept the ball really well. We caused them problems. And they at the, at the final whistle went and they said, well, to be fair, they Morecambe, if they carry on playing like that, they'll do okay. And that's... and. That was the that was the theme of the day, Jensen. You must have come away thinking, "What do we have to do?" No, I, I was completely the same. To be fair, I just thought, like with Key's chance and then Cole's shot from far out, like both at the post and they're both close. You know, like on a different day that they both go in. You know, and we're in the game, and then at the last, I think the last like twenty five, twenty minutes, we're putting them under the cosh a bit. So I think something drops. Like obviously, I scored, but I had another chance where I put it over the stand so like sometimes they drop and I just thought I think as you've both said like everyone said um I think look will start to turn our way in terms of like little little things like that hitting the post and stuff but um yeah I, I, I would agree it's just the fine margins but I think we're definitely um on the right path I think the performance was there I think there's still we can still be more clinical in the final third and finish a few chances that we get even when some don't go our way but um we're definitely on the right path. And, and looking at the league table now, gents, uh, obviously we, there's a sort of uh, there's a bottom clutch of teams, and then there's a bit of a gap opening up. And I think it's important, but particularly, I mean, I know you know people do say that sort of Christmas is time to take stock and look at where you are in the league, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and that isn't you know that's only halfway through the season, which it is. But uh, it would be nice to sort of start picking up some. But um, and it, it's I say it every week. The ones we should be drawing, we're losing. The ones we're drawing, yeah. we should be winning. And, uh, I know, and it's been I know. Game, but it, it's true, isn't it, Jensen? You know, no, it, it, it's, no, you're right. Um, you know, we we we've not played badly in. Well, I think probably our last poor performance was Cheltenham, which wasn't great. Uh, where we sort of they didn't turn up, we didn't turn up, and it was a bit scrappy game. But since then, we've put in some really decent, half decent performances. And and teams around us are not picking points up, but that's why we're all sort of like a little bit adrift now. And uh, I think it's important that we sort of keep in touch, Joel. Yeah, I think I kind of see, personally, I see it touch as a bit of a turning point. I think for me, that's when performances really started to pick up quite a lot because the way the way we competed with it switch on that day was really really impressive. And I think since then, I think the two. Performances that stick out as quite disappointing are the Burton and Cheltenham performances. But yeah. aside from that, you know, I think there's been a massive improvement in, in performances over the past couple of months since that Ipswich game on uh, compared to earlier in the season. <clears throat> so I think uh, at the end, of the day, it's a tricky one because the, the results haven't come and it's very easy to kind of look back at those and kind of get angry and be like, what, what's gone wrong? Can tear everything up and everything. But at the same time, I think at the end of the day, the the most you'll give your ch- yourself the best chance of winning games and getting more points on the board by playing well, and we have been playing better over this past couple of months since I think it switched. So it's frustrating that the the wins haven't quite come, especially that Portsmouth game. You know that <laughs> I'm still getting over that a little bit, uh, and um, yeah, it's frustrating that they've not quite come. But at the same time, performances are improving and. That that's it. Things have got to start somewhere, and I think 
you know, we can see the improvements there. And generally, you know, if you play better, you'll get more points on the board. So hopefully that will start to come into effect a bit more over the next couple of months. And uh, it, it, it is, uh, like I say, running up to Christmas. Uh, we're quite lucky this week because um, because we got knocked out of the FA Cup at uh, Sheffield Wednesday. We've got a bit of a luxury of a free week, James. And at this time of year, that can be, particularly with injuries and stuff like that, it can be quite valuable. Yeah, and Derek does like to utilise a break, doesn't he? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it, I think the break is handy. Um, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough run running for for the for the team to the, the halfway point of the season. I think halfway point is um, is Aki at home, yeah. and then at that point at that point we should take a look at where we are. Gaps at this stage. There's still there's still five games to the halfway point. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it's too early to talk about that. And every single year. Two or three teams will plummet and a couple of teams will rise and that's just the reality of it. And it could all be completely different in, in, in two years' time. So, there's, yeah, it, it, it's too early to talk about the, 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 the sort of the gap opening up on the table. When we've got six, seven, eight games left and there's a gap, then then we're in trouble. Um, but to be fair, we were in that position last year. But a break is handy, really, really good. Um, and the biggest thing for me in the last few weeks has been the fact that I did tend to be able to comment with more knowledge on this. There's options on the bench and it's not like sort of options that are, that are knackered or, or not fully fit. There's actually fit options on the bench. We've got players who can come on and freshen up and change things. Um, and we didn't have that six weeks ago. We played, when we played against Ipswich at home, we, we did not have a full bench of players. And I'm not convinced that the full the bench we did have was actually fit. Um, so there's, there's options on the bench and that's, that, that makes a huge difference now. So this break is hopefully hopefully going to be really helpful. Um, do you know? I mean, as uh, as the gaffer said, anything to you about plans for, or do you get the weekend off, Jensen? Uh, we we've, we've we're in tomorrow, and then we've actually got the weekend off. Yeah, so it'd be nice to get a little break and then um, full focus for Exeter. I think, yeah, yeah, that that'll be good. That would be that would be good. And uh, just just for a little bit of uh, a little bit of history, Derek Derek does like his breaks because we were floundering in the league. Uh, until uh, we we had a, an enforced break uh, in was it February? It yeah. was in March, wasn't it? March, early March. March April, and we had yeah. an enforced, enforced break where we actually break, got, yeah, yeah, international break where we got we got like twelve days off. Uh, and I don't know what Derek did, whether he took everybody <laughs> aside and slapped them about a bit or gave them ketamine or what. I've no idea, but it worked <laughs> because we kept we came back and. Uh, and won a couple of games and started picking up points and lo and behold, we survived. So uh, I know that Derek has got a plan. So Gaffer, if you're listening, do what you did last season. That'll do. Um, we'll move on. Obviously, fantastic going to uh, to Lincoln twice in four days. Bit of a nightmare. Not the easiest place to get to. Uh, miles off the motorway, et cetera, et cetera. But we, we drew them as our luck seems to be going with the cup competitions at the moment. We've had our cup luck a couple of seasons running and they're... We got drawn away at Lincoln and the Papa John's. It was a chance to progress and earn, earn some uh, much-valued uh, revenue. But uh, I think there was was there 26 there in the end, 26 in the away end, which is a brilliant turnout twice in four days. And uh, unlucky on penalties, Joel. Uh, and again, probably marked by the reappearance of Mr Stockton on the score sheet. Yeah, there's a little... Uh, I, I... Lincoln's a nice little place. I've got family from there and a uh, nice castle, nice cathedral. But yeah, yeah, twice in the twice in about three or four days, isn't that great? But at the same time, it is worth going back to, like you say, seeing Cole Stockton get off the mark for this season, which 
I know we've spoken about things not quite falling our way. I think that that one was one that kind of it was a bit of a ricochet in the box, and it did yeah. just fall nicely for him. And I think it, it's a bit of a cliche when people say, you know, you just need one to go in off your ass or something like that. That wasn't quite that, but it just fell nicely in the box. Good angle for him to hit it out, just get get his laces through it, keep it low, goal, and that's him off for the season. So yeah, while the result isn't, you know, it's not the one we wanted. At least some positive has, has come from the night, and I think, yeah, I think we've we've seen with all the Papa John's games this season. I think it just well, it was it was it was written it was going to go to penalties. Wasn't yeah, it? obviously it had to go to penalties, but I think just in intensity wise, you do see a drop off in the Papa John's games compared to the league games. I think from from all the teams I've seen in in the competition, so I think a draw was probably a fair result from uh, from the game overall. There probably wasn't very much in it. They've had a couple of decent chances. Then right at the end, uh, Shaw's had a header from very close range that could well have, you know, that could well have won it for us. You know, yeah. he, he wasn't far away from that at all. So, uh, yeah, frustrating to go out on pens and see our absolutely pretty <laughs> ridiculously good uh, penalty uh, shootout record this season kind of finish. But you know what? I mean, three out of four penalty shootout wins is, you know, that's not <laughs> bad, is it? But yeah, shame it had to come to an end uh, last night. But like you say, I think. Ultimately, the focus is going to be in the league. The money would have been appreciated, but yeah, penalties. I think we've used up our luck. Uh, we were saying we've used up our luck for uh, cup draws. I was going to actually, I was going to say we've used up our luck for penalties, but I don't think we have actually. They've all been really good penalties. That's skill, not luck. Yeah, but, true. It, it, and they were, they were good penalties. They were good penalties. Yeah, and well, just on well, the night, unfortunately, you know. theirs were good as well. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's the annoying thing. Theirs were good. Actually, fair, they got a little bit of luck, didn't they, with that uh, with that one the sneaking one that, under Adam the Smith? The one that Smithy got. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, just yeah. a little bit unfortunate there for Smith, but yeah, shame to go out, but. Yes, the the main focus is the league at the moment, isn't it? I liked um, somebody. Somebody, <laughs> I think it might it might have been might have been Richard Allen on on Twitter. Uh, actually, actually did say, uh, you know, disappointed to be out of the out of the cup, but I had a Papa John's pizza. And I'm never having another. It was awful. <laughs> 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 so, so there you go. He was trying to back the sponsor, and because we got knocked out, he, he slagged the pizzas off. But yeah, but that, that is. <laughs> I, I can't remember his tweet, but it is actually true. The night before, uh, yeah. a few, there were a few of us in the pub and we did all of Papa John's pizza and then we did consequ- consequently get knocked out of the Papa John's trophy. So, yeah, I'm afraid I'll, I will... Uh, Was it as bad as he said? I can't remember. I'd had a bit to do. <laughs> 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 but, uh, oh, but, that's fair yeah, I'll be sticking to Domino's for the rest of the season, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, James, disappointed to go out, but um, when it, there are bigger fish to fry. It was nice while it lasted. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, we've we've been spoiled the last couple of years with cup runs that have, you know, culminated in in, in last season. We were we were like minutes away from beating a Premier League team. Yeah. We were slightly spoiled by that. But we still we still had three three decent cup runs and it was nice to get to the knockout stages of this of this one. Um and, and it's good to see, you know, Derek utilizing the full squad and giving giving everybody the chance to have a run out as well. Um so yeah, it's it, um it's it's disappointing to lose any game, but the league is the absolute 100% got to be the focus from now on. Um, and I, I won't be too disappointed that we haven't got um, those Tuesday night, Wednesday, those midweek fixtures being shoehorned in. There's other teams with 30, 35, 40 man squads. It's easy for them. It's not so easy with a smaller squad. No, particularly with the injuries that we've had up to this point. Yes, we've got yeah. people coming back, Max Melbourne and Jake Taylor, but 
we have been in a situation where, as you quite rightly said, uh, Adam May has pushed himself into the first team picture almost by default because the simple fact is he needed to be played. Derek, not afraid to give people chances and he's taken his chance and now he's classed as a, a first team player, which is fantastic. But I don't think he maybe would have actually got his opportunity without all the injuries. No, maybe not. Maybe not. But then, isn't that the way with 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 lots of young players? You, again, you could go back through the history, his history books, and find players like, you know, like Ryan Giggs, and they'll probably have got their chance because somebody more senior was injured, and that's yeah. the reality of it. But you're absolutely right. He's he seized it, um, and, um, and and that's that's wonderful to see. So so yeah, but it, it's all it, we can now absolutely 100% focus on the league, and um, and stop talking about survival. That word is I don't want that word. Uh, to be to be mentioned, I just want to be good and and, and move up the league. This is me doing me concentrating on the league face. There you go. Be impressed. I like it. Yeah. Can't be. Well, what, actually, that's the point. You can't be talking about survival in November. It's oh, still God. the twenty fourth of November. There's no, no such no, thing no. as survival in November. Oh, is there? Nobody stay. No, you don't lose a game and that's us down, do you? No, it's ridiculous. But I wasn't. I wasn't. You know. You're quite right. I'm. I, I'm being devil's advocate because some. You know. You reflect it, and some people on Twitter and some people on the, the message boards, etc., are all doom and gloom. And you know we're not on here. You know. There's. It's. It's not over till the fat lady sings, and she's not even warming up as yet. There's no problem. But I mean, coming to Jensen now. Um, backwards way round. We'd have taken a point on Saturday and then lose two one last uh, on on Tuesday night, wouldn't we? Really. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, to be fair, I think the performance on Saturday was probably better than the performance on Tuesday, but... Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, but, yeah, so it's, it's a tough one, really. It's a bit of a strange one. Pe with pens, you never really know. Like Pens can kind of go either way, but to be fair, going into pens, like, off this season, you're definitely backwards. You'd be like, as you said about the record, you'd definitely be going, this is us, this, and, like, two pens... Two of their pens, like readable pens, and then just slip under Smudge's hand, which is a bit unfortunate. But apart from that, like, yes, yeah, it's, it's a close one, really. But, um, yeah. I mean, we're, yeah, we're sad to be out of any cup competition, but like, like James said, I agree with him completely. The plus side is that gets rid of a load of Tuesday nights, and you never know. We haven't had a, a, a severe winter for four or five years. If we get a severe winter, we don't want to be in the Papa John's and then having 10 fixtures cancelled and we're playing three games a week in April and May when we're needing the points. That's my positive spin on that, by the way. <laughs> I, I agree with you. And apparently, apparently we are due a, a tough winter because it's yes. been a mile so far. Yes. Uh, and we, we might be okay in more because close to the close to the, 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 the sea, but it only takes a couple of games to be to be cancelled and it all gets horrible in, in, in the new year. So exactly. so yeah, I, I Never, never, never want to be out of any competition. Want to win every single game, obviously. But the league is the focus now, and we can we can, we can focus on that and nothing else. Right, we'll have a, we'll have a bit of a chat with Jensen. Uh, Jensen, obviously, son son of a famous uh, Scottish international father, but um, y y your dad was in the northwest when when you were born. Is that right? Yeah, he was at um, when I was born. He was at Everton, so he's based around here. So I've grew up around here, so yeah, I'm familiar. Like when I knew I was coming back to Morecambe, it's quite nice, really. I'm still at home, so I'm going to say it worked out well. You've got you got a fantastic sort of northern sort of northern accent, which is quite <laughs> nice. I was like, oh yeah, well obviously you know Glasgow Rangers, you know, and blah blah blah. I thought he might have a touch of Scottish there, but no, you're definitely uh, you're definitely 
definitely northwest. All right, lads. All right, yeah, you know. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, being being the son uh, of a uh, an international footballer, did you always when you were when you were young when you were you like my dad's a footballer, I'm going to be a footballer? Or did did he, did he encourage you? Did he just say find your own path? What happened? No, he, he was never like. He was never pushing for me to play football. I've got like siblings as well that play football as well, but they were not. My dad was never like forcing us to play football. It was always our choice, and he was always more education. Really, it was always like make sure you're in school and you're doing your work and you're doing your homework. That was always the focus. And then, you know, go and play football in the garden with your brother and your sister, and then like whatever happens, happened really. And then me, my brother, we were at Wigan for a long time, um, and then my sister's at Everton now. She's been at Everton for a while, so. Yeah, a few footballers in my family, but um, yeah, just kind of playing from young and naturally, not forced, just naturally. And I, I, I noticed sort of doing the, doing a bit of a history search. Um, you've you've uh, you've plumped for uh, England and obviously uh, England under twenties, England under seventeens, etc. What did your dad say to that? <laughs> I, know, I, I knew this was going to come up to be fair, but um, <laughs> no, to be fair, he, he was actually okay with it at the time. He was, um, it was more of a, like, he, he didn't take it, he was never, he was never going to be horrible. He was never going to turn around and be like, you know, you've made the wrong choice or, but he's always pushing for to play for Scotland, but it, he, he did, he kind of came to his head and went, you know, you, uh, it's your kind of decision, you know, make your decision. And um, yeah, at the time I went with England, so. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, so how did you come to that decision? Because you were born here, but obviously, I mean, just watching the World Cup recently, you found out, you know, uh, for instance, tea time, Tariq Lamte, Ghanaian parents, born in England, never never been to Ghana in his life, but has picked Ghana because he thought he'd stand a better chance of being an international there, which is fair enough. And obviously, he's, he's, uh, he's at your parent club at, at Brighton. Yeah. No, it's... it's- it's the, the football is definitely the most important bit where you feel like you're going to play more. And I'm guessing for Tariq, he just kind of felt like he was going to get more opportunity with Ghana. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just felt like when I was younger, it was there was more opportunity for me to play for um, England and play in big competitions and play more games, like more camps every year. And for my development, that was the best thing for me. I think playing on, you know, I, like I went to a Euros at 17s, which is like, yeah. unforgettable experience for me which you know I've, I've always like said is one of the the best things I've done in football to date and I remember it so well and I, I enjoyed it so much and then just all the camps and stuff as well like the just everything the players that you play with and stuff and no disrespect to Scotland obviously there's some great players there as well but um some of the thing when you set up some of the players that you're playing against and training every day is scary really the level and stuff and it's good for me to test myself at that well it was at the time anyway, and it's um, helped me definitely in the longer term. And obviously getting the call up for the under-20s uh, last year, that was that must have been great as well, because obviously it's justified your, 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 your choice. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, yeah, that was a big moment, to be fair. It was, you never really know with England, because people always, like players always come up every year, and some people that you never heard of always turn up, and they always start doing well, and... Um, but yeah, it was nice for me to start playing. Um, yeah, and played a can't remember how many games I played last year, but I played a few, I think maybe. But yeah, it's it's always good to get called up for any country, so they never turn that down. So 
uh, moving on to obviously, um, as you said, you were um, a youngster at Wigan, and Brighton came in and offered what is quite a lot of money for uh, a young person. Um, a, a, probably a big upheaval moving to the south coast, having been based in the northwest. Yeah, it was um, at the time it was a rush, not rush, but it was a very quick decision. Wigan had just gone into um, administration, and I was kind of the first one to leave, so it was like. I think like a, a decision made over four or five days. Um, so you were, you, were, you, were, you were sold. You were sold as a keep the club alive. Then, pretty much, yeah. That's that was kind of how they funded the rest of the season. So for me, that's a nice thing, though. I think a club that um, I've been at for so long, I think that's the least I could do because they they've done a lot for me and it was a great club and uh, I really enjoyed my time there. But yeah, it was a it was a big thing moving to the south coast and. I wouldn't change my decision and I've loved every minute of it down there, to be fair. Yeah. And I know they think a lot of you there and obviously you spent some time at, at Cambridge United and helped set up their goal of the season at the Mazuma last season. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. That's uh, some finish to be fair, but... It was some finish, but we all, at the time, I, I was sat with my missus and I went, he mistrapped that, but made the most of it. Was I right? Yeah, I don't know. I've heard mixed reviews. To be fair, some people saying the touch is unbelievable, and then some are saying surely didn't mean that. But I'd, I'm sure Morecambe fans are going to be um, siding with one side of that story. Yeah, definitely, 100. Yeah. percent It was a lucky yeah. touch. Yeah, it was. It was. He flicked it up in the air. But his finish was fantastic. But it was. Oh, yeah. if, if my first touch was that bad, I'd probably uh, even when I was young, I'd have probably got got done for a foul because I could never catch it. But there you go. So. Um, when you, was it an easy decision when we came in then, saying, oh, you can come back to the Northwest and uh, and get some more experience, uh, you know, in a, what is a very competitive division with some really good players in it? Yeah, it was it, it was a decision I didn't take quickly, but, um, yeah, it was definitely the right decision. And um, it, it wasn't like there was nothing much I was thinking about. It was just more of a whether I needed to go out that soon or... Because just coming off the back of an injury, I I had an injury um, in January. I had an operation on my knee, so coming back from that, it was more the decision was slower based on that really whether I needed to stay in longer, wait till January, and then build up fitness through the twenty threes. Or, but I feel like the decision I made is definitely the right decision, and um, I just wanted to get out and play as much as I could. And I felt like Morecambe, you know, I spoke to the manager and uh, I I spoke to a few people that had like in the past had been at the club. Pete, like Pete Murphy, people like Pete Murphy. I spoke to Pete Murphy. He was at me and Wigan, so I spoke to him just about the club, and then came to the decision to come. And yeah, I think I've made the right decision, definitely. Well, you've uh, you cemented the place pretty quickly, didn't you? And you've been a first choice ever since. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's it's nice to be in the team, but like, as I learned last year, you know, you can be in the team, and then two games later, you can be out of the team, so you can never take anything for granted. So. Um, but obviously, um, I, I like that. I like that about football that you have to kind of cement your place in the team. So I'm, I'm trying to do everything I can to stay in the team for as long as I can. Well, with the amount of starts you've had, and with you being uh, what you would class as a midfielder who's top scorer, I think you're pretty safe. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, seeing as James has stolen me, question about which foot you prefer, we know it's your right. Um, I'll I'll change I'll change my last question now and say let's talk about your home debut against Stoke City and them two yellows. Oh, <laughs> oh no! 
Because I, oh, I, you know, I like I like to keep it positive, but yeah, I, I like the way you just set yourself up with that. I was like, I want to cement me place in the team, and you made your home yeah. And I was like, oh my god, he's going to get sent off here, and everybody was like, no, oh, <laughs> talk us through that. That was horrible. To be fair, I don't know. I, like to be fair, like me going back to that game now, like I don't remember it as clear as possible, but I just remember like I don't. I remember the first foul and the foul. The first foul was really. Like, I personally thought it was really light. I thought the second one was more of a foul than the first one, and I I, I get that, but it, just, it was just one of them things like I just it just happened so quickly, and I I, I didn't even think like I think the second one because it's round the Stoke fans and it's down that end, it was it was a stupid tackle to make, but like I don't know, it's, it it wasn't a nice moment really, but it didn't it didn't help the your first game at home getting two yellow cards in the space for a minute, getting sent off. It's not no, ideal at all. No, it, it, that's, uh, that was my point in the fact that uh, you're probably right about the first one. The, the first one was pretty soft and I thought they got away with similar offences without getting yellow cards. But then within about 90 seconds, I was like, oh God. <laughs> so when you go back to the dressing room, did you just think, did you sort of like, oh, sorry, lads, uh, well done on the penalties. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of, I was kind of just in the change room, like just sat there, head down, and I think Baz came in, spoke to me, saying like just normal stuff, and then I was like, when you're in the change room, all you, all you can hear is the sounds, and like some of the fans were like going up, like as if there was a chance, and I was just like, oh please, just don't, so please, just don't score, and then when it went to pens, I was like, all right, please, just, just don't lose, and then to be fair, when we won, I was, it kind of takes the pressure off a bit. Yeah, quite right. It's a, it's certainly a home debut you'll never forget. Put it that way. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> right, Joel, all yours. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that first yellow card, and uh, it was definitely very, very harsh. That first it was yellow, soft. Definitely. It wasn't soft. Yeah, yeah I thought so. And a bit of a throwback there to Peter Murphy as well. I forgot about him. He was very, very unfortunate with us, wasn't he? Oh, with God, he was, injuries. yeah. He was a good yeah. player. Good, good player. player, really good player, yeah. Well, there's sort of a lot of issues out in the midfield. But yeah, over to Jensen now. Uh, so... I was I was having a look and you I saw that you made your debut for for Wigan at age fifteen, which is I think I'm guessing he's probably still the record for the youngest ever de- uh, debutant for, for for Wigan. So what was that kind of what was that like making your your debut at such a young age? Uh, it was it was good to be fair. It was the game, it was Accrington at home and I, I I I don't know like going into the game I didn't think I'd I didn't think too much of it, but. Um, no, obviously it was a nice moment. My mum and um, some friends went to the game, so from a a general perspective, it was a really nice moment for me and my family. It was a good moment, and I enjoyed it. And um, yeah, it was the club I've been at for so long, and it, uh, I, I like I genuinely enjoyed every moment I was at Wigan. Like I genuinely had a great time there, and um, yeah, it was really good. And I actually played alright as well, so I was buzzing. Yeah. So I, I get. Is it when you're that young coming on against like? Growing up, a lot of well, a lot of lot of far older players. Is that a bit of a shock coming out of the coming out of playing from youth football? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's different really when you come from academy football to first team football. Like the the physical side's a lot different. You just kind of have to get used to like a bit more like you know like shoulders getting barged off the ball and stuff. And like at fifteen, you kind of it's quite tough to get used to that so quickly. But it's it was great experience for me. I know. Um, yeah, and I enjoyed it as well. But um, even like the, like I played more games after that, and every game I played, it was just good for me to kind of get that exposure to first team football, as you say. Yeah, I guess it sets it in the long run and everything. So what? So obviously, there's the kind of physical side of it. 
uh, and the differences between like academy and first team men's football. But what would you say there are any kind of other key differences, like maybe tactically or like the way you kind of position yourself on the pitch or things like that? Um, yeah, no, you definitely have to think about that more because I think from the, the difference from academy football to men's football and the difference to the leagues is probably like if you make a mistake or you're out of position tactically, then that just kind of gives the opposition a chance at your goal. And um, I think like you can't, in general in football, you have to be switched on like without the ball because it, it's just even when you're not like if you're not switched on it's a nightmare like you just feel like like you're not very helpful in the game like you can't really get your whereabouts like you your stuff with the ball kind of comes with the stuff without the ball like you need to get that sorted first and then you can kind of build um with the ball but yeah it's it's definitely very important and that's why at such a young age it was good for me to kind of get that exposure to the first team football to kind of pick up them little bits so yeah so i guess it's like like you're saying earlier on like if you just make a little mistake with your position or whatever, you're just so likely to get punished, I guess, because there's that kind of competitive edge to it all and everybody's really kind of gunning for it and, and wanting to be clinical. Yeah, no, you summed up well there, to be fair. That's that's literally it. Like, just um, just making sure you switch down little areas where you can, like, better areas to lose the ball and where not to lose the ball and stuff. And like that, uh, yeah, just all them bits, yeah. Yeah, when to, I think, uh, as people probably like to say, when to smash it into row Z. So, uh, <laughs> with with your position itself, I remember when when you came to the club, like, there was quite a lot of, uh, there was people saying you were defensive midfielder, there was people saying you're more a bit further up. Uh, so, where, where do you kind of see yourself as, like, your kind of preferred position in midfield? Um, I, I like playing in a two, to be fair. I like playing in a two with Shawzy. And having, I like getting the ball deep and playing with the team, but at the same time, I like getting to the box and being around the box and trying to affect the goal as well. That's something I've been trying to add to my game, especially this year. And um, to be fair, I've done all right so far, but yeah, trying to be around the box, um, but also trying to get on the ball and start play as well. So I, I don't know how to kind of sum that up in a few words, really. It's a bit of everything, but um, no, I, I like that flexibility of being starting the game but then being around the box as well so kind of I'd say a box to box eight yeah so I guess it's like you say in recent matches that's <laughs> pardon me sorry it does it is kind of very much what you've been doing with Liam Shaw and that it's kind of like with him is it kind of like a case of like one of you goes deep and takes the ball and the other might push forward a bit further yeah to be fair the, we've, we've worked it quite well this season like there's like obviously the Portsmouth game shows he scores and is in a great area like like another day that's me you know like there'll be other times when Shaw's is up there and I'm deeper so it's just kind of it just depends on where the ball is and what side the ball's coming from and who goes really and we've got a good relationship so it's quite good to um get that it's, sometimes it's not as easy to get a relationship to with a midfielder but it's been really good so far yeah I think to be honest actually I think, I think for the whole team really I think the, over the over the summer window I think I think it was a bit of a difficult one in that a lot a lot of players did come slightly later in the window. So I guess that does kind of, does that kind of make it harder to kind of gel initially? But I think obviously you're doing it now, as we can definitely see with Shaw, but with players kind of coming in dribs and drabs towards the end of the window, does that make it a little bit more tricky to kind of get that gelling? Yeah, because you need you need that time to kind of, well, the earlier you get in, the better, because you've kind of got more, obviously the preseason games to kind of get out the mistakes and 
clear the you know like the the errors and stuff like that but to be fair when Shorzy came in although it was quite late like he, he, I feel like Shorzy settled in really well and really quick like he just kind of went straight into Bristol and played really well and then hasn't really looked back since so yeah to be fair I think here it's been really good I feel like everyone that's kind of come in settled in really well it's a good group of lads as well I think that had that definitely helps like everyone's really welcoming and um it's an enjoyable place to come every day yeah, that's good. That's because yeah. we're, we're a good club. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's a strange one though, isn't it? Because if you look at um, if you look at some of the midfielders in this division, uh, there are some very very experienced, uh, very experienced and wily campaigners, uh, particularly uh, that you've been up against. And uh, as you said, you and uh, you and Liam have got a combined age of just about one Barry Bannon, haven't you? So, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so you've done you've done pretty well, really, because you've been playing. Like I say, if you look at the quality of the teams like Ipswich and Portsmouth and Derby, and you know they, they've got a lot of people who've been around and done it, you know, in the Premier League and uh, you know in the Championship. So you played against particularly the top six and top eight. They've they've got some players uh, who've been you know got lots of caps, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, that's got to be good for your development, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think. Playing against the the best midfielders in this league is only going to help, really. And um, I think, to be fair, me and Shawzy and Jake and everyone that's played in midfield ours as well, like everyone's really challenged them and caused them problems as well. I don't think they've... I think they obviously at times have caused us problems, but I think we've gone and put them under a bit of the cosh as well. So, um, yeah, it's definitely good for me and uh, everyone else's development as well. Well, the, the one thing that we have got now in midfield is we've got we've got particularly with Jake being back as well. We've got legs, we've got legs. You've all got ninety minutes in you, and I think this is only my personal opinion. But hopefully, as we go into the sort of like heavier months, um, you know, that's going to your youth and your if you like your vitality and your exuberance. You're now getting the experience to go along with it, and I, I'm hopeful that that's going to stand us in good stead. What do you think, James? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know, there's, there's, we've got more, we've got more creative options who can play um, different roles in that midfield than I've known as a as a Morecambe fan. Yeah. Um, and 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 it, to me, it doesn't matter that that people are young. Um, there's nothing. Even Adam Mayer does not play like a youngster. No. Um, and with the exception of the odd silly second yellow card, typically <laughs> everybody's playing like really, really beyond beyond their years. So yeah, I, I think it's great and. That's that. That for me is along with just a, a genuine desire to, to to never be beaten. That that for me is what's what's causing us to compete in every game now. Because no no team can just control the ball and turn us over. But they they they've, they've got to look behind them. They've got to worry about what we're going to do. And that's down to all of those players who can do something with the ball in midfield. Um, in the old days, we had one or two players who could do something with the ball in midfield. Now we've got we've got a selection. We've still got Ash to come back as well. And so well, so. Yeah. There's, 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 there's so many options in it. it it's, it's really encouraging. Sorry, Joel, I didn't want to stop you. Have you got anything else for for Jensen? No, I think that, I think that covers it nicely. Thank you. Well, moving it, moving it on. Um, I, I think it's a point worth making that, that the next thing I was going to say, James, is obviously Cole scoring. Uh, got to be a good thing. Uh, he chatted with the fans after the game. Uh, he's been interviewed by everybody. I noticed on Twitter he put on. Uh, he's finally got his Harry Kane shirt framed, etc. So that's great. 
I, you know, the rebirth of Cole could be perfect. Ash Hunter coming back uh, around just after Christmas. Again, that's going to be important. And if only for the simple fact that it gives us another option. And these are important things coming into the heaviest time, aren't they? Yeah, massively. It's 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 impossible for a team and a manager when, as much as you know, you you want as many young players on the bench as possible. When you, when you look to the bench and you think, well, I'm not sure how we can change this against a team that's spending ten million on the on the their, their squad every 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 season. But now we've actually got options on the bench and there's some depth there, and people can have a bit of a rest. It, it makes a huge difference. So yeah, as we come into the the crucial part of the season, which is the next for me, the next fifteen games. Yeah. It, it's really nice to have some depth. Really, really encouraging. And Jensen, now now Cole's on the score sheet. He got twenty six last year. So are you are you are you hoping he's going to uh, take the pressure off you and overtake you? Yeah, hopefully. But <laughs> I, I don't mind. I enjoy scoring, so I'll, I always want to try and score. But I think I think scoring the other night's really good for Cole. I think he's been probably trying to get a goal for a while, and it's long overdue. But I think like from what I felt from scoring at Oxford, like. It can take you a long way just getting off the mark. I think your confidence, just trying to find the time to pull the trigger and and just going out and do it, just is a lot higher. And I think for Cole, obviously Cole's scored a lot of goals in his time, and um, yeah, it'll only do him good. And I think it'll be a good thing for the team as well. I definitely think he'll get more, a lot more. I'm I'm not suggesting for a moment that you pack in scoring, by the way. No, I'm definitely not going to stop trying. <laughs> so have you got a target then? Now, now, now you're uh, now you're way ahead in the scoring charts. Do you actually set yourself a target? Did you have one at the start of the season? Have you been surprised how many you said you said you know just then that you know you'd like to you came came to us with the idea that you'd like to score a few more, and you've certainly done that. So uh, uh, you know, don't you don't have to tell us, but I'm just asking. No, I can't. To be fair, when I, I always try and set. A, a record at the start of the season. Like the start of last season, I just wanted to get a professional goal. And then this year, I, w- I always wanted better last year. But this year, I came into the season with the mindset I want to get six this season. And then I'm, I've got five league goals and six in all comps. So I'm pushing for like 10 now. So 10 is my number at the minute. And then if I get to 10, then I'll be pushing on. 10? You've got five? <laughs> And it's five games before <laughs> the middle of the season and you're young and you're improving. It's got to be 13 or 14, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, no, no, pressure. I'll, no pressure. No, no, I'll, I'll always push more, but once I get there, then I'll push it. You know, so so uh, looking at that then, if we ever get a penalty, are you going to take it? Yeah, I'm going to try to. Yeah, I'm going to say, because I know Dylan, if he's on the pitch, he fancies himself as a penalty taker. And in the past... Um, Cole's taking them, but uh, I had a funny feeling you'd be saying, "Yeah, I think I think you've got the yeah. Lampard instinct that I'm going to get a million goals this season." Yeah, I want I, I want to take them. I, I I was saying to Jake the other week, like just in general, I was saying oh, it should it should just be more common that midfielders should take pens, and he's like, "Oh, 100 same." So if there's a pen soon, I'm going to try and take it, try and get one earlier before Cole gets a few more goals. Then he'll he'll have the it'll be his then, but. I think if uh, I can get one soon, then I'll definitely try and take it. Scored a good one the other night, so. Yeah. Thanked it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, don't. Um, Yeah, that's if we ever get a penalty like, but, you know, there you go. So uh, we can can only try, can't we, when it comes down to it. We don't get penalties, nobody has to take them, but sooner or later, we will get one. And knowing that, it'll be be a week on Friday when uh, when we actually play Exeter. 
Um, so looking at the Exeter game, we've, we've moved that to a Friday night. Did that surprise you? Because obviously other teams have moved theirs till because of the England game. They've moved other other teams have moved to one o'clock on the Saturday. Or do you just think, well, we'll give you're not bothered? It doesn't bother you. No, I'm I'm not really fussed. To be fair, I just it's just an, it's like it's a game, and I just want to play. So it doesn't matter what time I'm playing or what day I'm playing. Really, I'm just looking forward to it. So uh, you 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 having selected England. At the current time, uh, is your dad watching the World Cup or uh, are you just teasing him? <laughs> no, he's what no, he's watching it to be fair, he's enjoying it. He, he just likes football to be fair, so he's just watching all the games. But I'm, I'll give him a little bit of banter in there, but um, nothing too, nothing too horrible. Uh, just uh, just before we came on air, I was just watching the uh, the sort of Brazil warm up and uh, a stat popped up. The 2018 World Cup, there was one nil nil in the entire tournament. We've had four already, and I was like, and I think I've sat through 90 minutes of each of them. To be honest, it's been. What, what's your thoughts on the World Cup so far, guys? Joel. Yeah, well, to be honest, I've been in the office most of this week, so I haven't been able to quite watch them as much as a, as much as I would have wanted. However, at the same time, you know, uh, there have a lot. There have been a lot of nil nil, so maybe I'm not missing out on too much. But you know. Couple of good fun results, isn't there? You know, with the, the Saudi Arabia win and and Japan beating Germany. So yeah, it's keeping it's keeping me going in between the Morecambe games. True enough. I watched Canada Belgium last night, and I thought Canada were fantastic, and Belgium were jammy. But and it, I, I was sat there with a the mate, and I said, "This this reminds me of uh, Morecambe at Lincoln because <laughs> we were creating chances, and it was like hitting on top of his head and going wide." And I was like, Ooh, "But." James, you've you've been watching the games, or you've been working too busy too. No, I've, I've been I've been following them. I, I've, I've missed all the nil nils, to be honest. Oh, you um, can't get. And that also, so in my head, all I've got is Germany lost, Argentina lost, France scored seven, we scored six. That's mm. I mean, far as far as I'm concerned, it's an amazing World Cup. But it's yeah, yeah, nil nils. Yeah, and I must admit the the Portugal Ghana game exploded on sixty five minutes tonight, and I. Um, I've got I've got a TV set up in the dining room, so I'm banished there behind a blanket in the chair. And my missus was like, "You can come in the lounge and watch it if you want." I went, "No, it's crap. You don't want to watch it." And then <laughs> it exploded. And I went in and I went. And she went, "Oh, what did it end up?" I went three two. She went, "You said it was nil nil after an hour." I said it was, but then it was a fantastic game. Just goes to prove, Jensen, you've got to have faith and stick with it, doesn't it? Anyway. I've just banged my toe there. Sorry. I, we, we heard that. We heard that. I, know, funny. I, just, I just banged it really badly. Uh, Brazil, 2-0 up. There you go. That's um, And the second one was a, a bicycle kick. Fantastic goal. But then again, you Ooh. will already know that because you're not listening to it live. Yeah, you're picking up all the important updates of the games that have already yeah, happened. That's right. I just thought I'd update you three. <laughs> it's news for me. This is news for me. Yeah, I was going to say, I, all I've done now is completely and utterly ruin uh, Jensen watching the highlights late. <laughs> ah, it's all right. I'll, I'll get it spoiled anyway when I walk downstairs. Anyway, so it's all, right. all right, okay, that's all right then. I'll let you off. Um, so... Um, moving on, James. We'll we'll chat a little bit about uh, any any activity that's coming out from the club. I noticed there's a, a couple of more jobs gone up this week. Yeah, we, we're recruiting into a, into different roles and different positions. Um, I think you know there's probably been a lot spoken recently about um, our, our lack of funds, but the the, the organisation continues on, um, and we would um, therefore 
probably refute any 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 comments that have been made that that there's there's nothing there's nothing to be done. Um, so yeah, recruiting to key positions, encourage as many people as possible to apply, um, and that's that's obviously important for the whole future of the football club. Um, more generally, I mean, Man United and Liverpool are for sale, so you know we're in good company. Um, and that that's considerably cheaper. Anybody out there? <laughs> anybody out there thinking of Man United or Liverpool? We are considerably cheaper. Like considerably, I'm not sure that word does does it justice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like seriously, um, no, no, we we are, but 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 we're we're working through that process, and we're meeting people, and and we're taking it all very seriously, making sure that um, we're we're looking after the interests of the football club. So that's all good. Um, and then the, the the final thing I've got to ask is is, and this is a, a heartfelt appeal to, to to our away fans who have been fantastic, whether it's twenty sixth away in the in the in the pizza Domino's Cup, or whether it's um, whether it's hundreds away at, at bigger games. But please, 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 damage in the toilets. Because there was some damage in the toilets at Lincoln on Saturday, despite the fact they did a great job of looking after us. There was some damage a few few months ago at Accrington as well. And what ends up happening is we pay for it because we're a decent bunch of human beings. So yeah. when 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 we when our fans damage the stadium and the away game, Morecambe pays for it. And that's really, really silly. So every toilet door that gets smashed, every 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 system that gets ripped off the wall. It's a toilet door or a system that could get repaired or replaced at Morecambe. Um, so please, heartfelt appeal to all fans, stop being that, because we're not that. That's not Morecambe. That's not us. Um, so, yeah, that's a, a, it's a long way departed from what Jensen was talking about, the development of a young footballer. I'm talking about toilet systems and toilet doors. But really seriously, don't be a dick when you go away. Just enjoy the football. Yeah, that's a, it's, it's a bit of a sad note to... Uh... To sort of be leaving us on that one, so I'll, I'll let's I'll, up it, up it, up it, up I'll, it. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and cheer us up a bit. Uh, cheer us up a bit. Cheer us up a bit because uh, moving to the trust stuff, Joel. Uh, absolutely fantastic response for the uh, children's toy appeal for Christmas, and that's uh, that's still going, but it's about to close, I believe, uh, after the weekend. Is that right? Yeah, it's not too much longer than it left, but we are still collecting at the moment, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, get in, you can get in touch via email, via Facebook Messenger. Uh, you know, you get in touch to ask about where our kind of local drop-off points are because we are still. Uh, I think we've we've done really really well with that this year, but uh, yeah, keep them coming even further because yeah, the more the yeah the more that comes in, the better. And I think we're we're still doing collections for local schools at the moment as well. So it's. Uh, I think I think James wants to go to the toilet and put his hand up. No, 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 no. I was just going to say that that like it it we're closing the end of this year's appeal, but anything that gets donated after. The cutoff date goes in Joanna's loft and comes out next Christmas. Oh, so, does it? Ser- oh, there you go. So, so seriously, there is no point at which the, the toy the toy donating stops. In fact, I would I, I would wager that Joanna would be happy if somebody buys a whole lot of toys in the sale in January and sticks them in the pot for next year. So, um, so yeah, keep keep that going. It's, it's wonderful to see. Um, it doesn't stop. It just keeps going. Um. So obviously, the one thing we haven't discussed is that there is no game this Saturday. The guys have got a well-earned weekend off. I hope you spend it wisely, uh, Jensen, uh, with um, just sort of quiet time with the family, dog walks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, you know, uh, James, I expect you to be uh, giving your family some time because you don't see him at the weekends because you're always doing football. And Joel, I expect you at your age to be going out and getting blind drunk. Those are the those are our initial <laughs> orders. 
Uh, what do we feel about that? I can get along with that, yeah, sure. James? Yeah, very happy with that. Although I'm 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 really looking forward to a couple of the games coming up after this weekend. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. But the what the one thing that's that's sort of like binding it all together is obviously we're still four games a day on the World Cup. So if it is chucking it down, you can't take the dog out. That's my excuse. Absolutely. Jensen, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope you'll go back to the dressing room uh, and Connor Ripley came on and he said, there's so many people secretly listen to this and don't let on because they want to know what people think of them. So now you've got to go back and say, oh, they're really nice. You should go on there because we're really, and we are really nice. We don't, we don't, you know, we're, we're big fans of Morecambe FC. And I know that obviously you'll go on to have a, hope, hope you go on to have a fantastic glittering career and you'll look back on your time and say, I love my time there. That was a great club. We loved it there. And I did my bit because I scored 20 goals that season. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, from, our, from our point of view we'll probably still be doing this when you've retired so uh, and then when you have retired you can come back on and I can say bloody hell that World Cup goal you scored was nearly as good as you never know Jensen but thanks <laughs> Joel thank you as I usual. hope so too to be fair well exactly you know we can only try can't we and James exactly. uh, a pleasure as always uh, this has been Shrimpnet uh, this is episode 16, I think. I've, I've lost track. I've forgotten to write it down. So I think it's episode 16. Uh, we'll have a talk whether we're going to... Depending on what happens in the World Cup, we might have one next week with a bit of a World Cup special. I don't know. Because there's nothing to talk about unless we sign Ronaldo between now and next Thursday. We shall see. But bad dressing room presence, keep away. But what? <laughs> nah, yeah, bad dressing room presence now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he got a penalty for Portugal and then... Yeah. If he got a penalty for us, Jensen would take it. He wouldn't like that. Honestly, imagine that. We sign Ronaldo, he gets cropped and Jensen goes, give it here, sunshine. I'm having it. <laughs> I I'm take penalties it. for Morgan. Thanks very much. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think it'd be worth paying, um, paying 100 grand just for that one week just to see if it would happen. But anyway, never mind. <laughs> So thanks, thanks for listening. Join us again, possibly next week, possibly not. We'll discuss that. This has been Shrimp Net. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.